Hey guys, thank you so much for checking out today's podcast. I am so appreciative of your time. I am so appreciative of your attention. It really means so much to me. And, you know, when it comes to these faith-only episodes like the one you're going to listen to today, I just ask that uh, my Christian friends out there, I hope you guys give me a little bit of grace, man. Just, uh, you know, I'm just a regular guy that loves Jesus, just trying to get his name out there a little bit more. And so if you could give me a little bit of latitude, uh, it is much appreciative to my non-Christian friends out there. I really, truly, sincerely hope that uh, I'm not so much of a goober, so much of a bonehead when it comes to this, that it turns you off from the faith or anything like that. I pray that somehow, some way, your heart might be softened so that maybe you get some laughs, maybe you get some, you know, some, some whatevers, but in the end... You know, it uh, it doesn't turn you away from the Christian faith. And so, with that being said, you know, these faith-only episodes, I am by no means a content creator when it comes to these type of segments. I am a lot more of a, I'm a lot more of a curator of content where I'm really just trying to not so much formulate my own thoughts per se, but just kind of collect thoughts from people that are a lot smarter than I am, people that have been formally studying this stuff for a really long time, and then you know, and then kind of sprinkle in my own my own flavors here and there. But for the most part, you know, when it comes to fitness, when it comes to finance, I pride myself on creating original content. When it comes to faith, though, I'm not even going to try to do something that I know that I am not equipped to do. So with that being said, I really hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I'll see you. F-Cubed Podcast, episode number nine, if I'm not mistaken. I had botched the previous one. I thought that was nine. That was only eight. I'm pretty sure that this is numero... Nueve for all of my Spanish listeners out there. And uh, we're going to do a little faith-only piece. This is something I've been wanting to do for a couple of weeks because, man, if you guys are not so straight up, you need to pause this podcast and you need to go find some of Priscilla Shirer's stuff and just start watching, man. Just start consuming her content, and you're going to do so at just a blistering kind of binge-watching pace because she she is amazing. So she loves Jesus, so that makes her amazing, but she is an incredible speaker. She is an incredible presenter, and she is just really, really inspirational. And so Autumn and I actually watched one of her little videos. She has a video series, I think, on the voice of God. She has a Bible study called The Voice of God. And I think that this video series kind of mirrors that um, that Bible study. And Autumn is doing this Bible study in her mom's group. And she brought me on board to watch a couple of these videos. And the the idea for this podcast that you guys are going to listen to right now came from one of those videos. In fact, I mean, most of what I'm going to share with you guys is really just my, you know, distributing kind of 
Priscilla Shirer's ideas and kind of the the illustration that she used and the knowledge that she just straight up dropped on my doorstep, man. I mean, it was awesome. And then from there, that kind of spurred on a couple of additional thoughts that I had. And so we're going to do this straight up, you know, PhD dissertation style where you don't try to reinvent the wheel. You just find something that somebody has already done. You basically duplicate 98% of that. And then you add your little 2% so that you can, you know, go ahead and label it as something new and something novel because it is, you know, it, it is new and it is novel, but, uh, but definitely I want to give credit where credit is due. And this is, this is Priscilla, Priscilla Shira, man. I mean, she's just, she's amazing. So you, if you're a Christian, you've probably heard this, even if you're not a Christian, you may have heard this before, but one of the, mm, let's call it labels or one of the illustrative terms that Jesus has in the Bible is as a shepherd and we are his sheep. And so you you know you'll read that or see that a number of places throughout scripture. And that's really interesting because of what I learned from Priscilla Shirer's Bible study, you know, not too long ago. And it basically goes like this. So back in the day, like back in like Jesus's day and back in the time when, you know, shepherds were, you know, a little bit more, uh, a little more prevalent in society. I mean, I don't know. Do you guys know a shepherd? Maybe you are a shepherd. If you are a shepherd, man, please email me. Let me know. I'd like to know what it's like to be a shepherd in 2018. And so I, I learned a little bit about what it's like to be a shepherd in 18, but I'd like to know what it's like to be a shepherd in 2018. And so let me know, man, if you guys got the hookup, man, let me on, let me in to the inside of that, uh, that discussion. But back in the day, shepherds would travel a lot. And when they would travel, they would have to, you know, they'd have to like settle down for the night or shut it down for the night before they continue traveling the following day. And so oftentimes they would find these, I think they were called sheepfolds, where there were like these little areas that were like surrounded by, you know, like a stone fence or whatever, and all the sheep would get herded into the sheepfold. And then one of the shepherds or somebody, some unlucky winner, I guess, or loser, depending on how you look at it, would have to kind of stand guard, uh, guarding the sheepfold overnight. And there are some really interesting things about the sheepfold that I'm sure I'm going to come back to in a, in a, in a future podcast. But in the spirit of just kind of keeping these these podcasts kind of short and kind of concise, which is not my wheelhouse, by the way. If you guys have listened to any of my previous stuff, you know that that is not my strongest attribute. And so I'm going to try to keep it short, try to keep it concise. So they they herd all these sheep into the sheepfold. One guy stands guard, and there might be, you know, I don't know, 500, 800, 1,000 sheep in one sheepfold. But each shepherd might only, you know, be responsible or might only own, let's say, 100 of those sheep or 150. So you've got five or six or eight different shepherds, and all of their sheep are in the same sheepfold. Well, what's fascinating, and and everything I've shared with you thus far I learned from Priscilla Shatterer's study, and this next part I learned from her too, 
And that the following morning, the shepherd would go to the sheepfold and he would want to resume his travels for the day and he would call his sheep and his sheep would come to the sound of his voice. So he wouldn't like mistakenly take somebody else's sheep. He would end up with his sheep. That is fascinating to me. And so, you know, one of the most classic verses in all of Scripture, and I don't know the actual uh, book and or verse, but it's, you know, my sheep know my voice. My sheep hear my voice and they know my voice. I mean, that's Jesus talking about us, right? And so you have that playing out in a very literal sense way back, you know, in, in, in the in the beginning when you know, shepherds and sheep were traveling and you've got these sheep folds and you've got these shepherds collecting their sheep the following day. And that just blew me away. And so that's all the stuff that really blew me away. But here's the stuff that that got me to thinking. So another thing that Priscilla Shira shared was she said that the shepherds, before they would travel, they would spend so much time with each individual sheep that they would get to know those sheep intimately, that they would get to know those sheep so well that they would know all the unique characteristics of that individual sheep. They would know all of its special markings. They would know all of its blemishes. They would develop it, develop an incredible relationship with each one of those sheep. So not only did the sheep recognize the shepherd's voice, but the shepherd in turn would recognize each one of his sheep. He would say, oh, that's, you know, that's Bob, that's Sally, you know, that's Peter. Like, I got it. Like, I, I've spent so much time with each individual sheep that I, I know them so well. Well, all of that got me to thinking. I was like, all right, now, obviously, Priscilla Shirer was sharing all of this during that video and with all of us to model our relationship with God. And I started to think about that. And I'm like, you know, that's so fascinating to me. It's so fascinating to me for two reasons. Number one, God, the true shepherd, is ready and willing and wanting to spend as much time with you and as much time with me as we are willing to give him. So that's incredible to me because, I mean, back in the day with the shepherds and the sheep, you know, the shepherd, the sheep had to do what the shepherd wanted to do. I mean, that's, you know, it's kind of like a, like an owner and a pet relationship, right? I mean, if you want your dog to do X, your dog's going to do X. He might fight you a little bit, you know, he may kind of groan and whatever, but you're just going to overpower him and make him do X, right? So the shepherd, if he wants to spend time with the sheep, he's going to overpower the sheep, and spend time with the sheep, with the sheep, so that he gets to know them really well. Well, God, God doesn't do that with us at all. He doesn't force a relationship on any one of us, right? We all have free will. We have the opportunity to do whatever we want to do. But He stands ready and willing and wanting more badly than anything to have a relationship with you. To have a relationship with me, to get to know, well, 
I was going to say to get to know us on an intimate level, but he obviously already knows us at the most intimate level, which kind of is, is leading into the second thing that is kind of fascinating to me. But God wants us to know him on an intimate level. And so it's kind of like a reverse shepherd-sheep relationship where it's not the shepherd getting to know the sheep per se. It's the sheep getting to know the shepherd. And when you think about scripture and when you think about the Bible and when you think about the world around you, there are so many opportunities to get to know God, to get to know what he says, to get to know what he's created, to get to know what he cares about. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible to me and it's super, it's super motivating, honestly. But the second thing has to do with this whole issue of the blemishes. So back in the day, the shepherd would sit with the sheep so that he would get to know the sheep, so that he would be able to recognize, you know, the unique characteristics, the special markings, the blemishes, the whatevers, so that he could, you know, pick that sheep out of the sheepfold when they had to go on these long journeys. Well, when I thought about that, it triggered a couple of thoughts. Number one, God doesn't need to spend time with us to get to know our blemishes because he already knows our blemishes. He created us. He already knows, you know, the blemishes that are like on our physical body, like, you know, birthmarks or defects or whatever the case may be. He also knows all the blemishes that are in our hearts. He knows how he wired us because he wired us. And so that's interesting. But the more interesting part of that is the fact that God loves us more than we could ever imagine in spite of those blemishes. So in spite of all the all the sin and the shortcomings and the transgressions and all the awful terrible things we've done and all the awful terrible things that we're yet to do, he loves us anyway. That, to me, it just, I mean, it's its overwhelming when I think about that. And it's, it's really overwhelming, especially now that I have children of my own, like that I have Penelope and Eli, and I think about how much I love them. And I can't even, I can't even process the fact that a greater love could exist, and yet, when I think about how God loves me, it makes my love for Penelope or my love for Eli look like a grain of sand on the beach. I mean, it's just so infinitesimal in the grand scheme of things that my mind like literally cannot comprehend that. And so... I. Yeah. It's just it, it, it's awesome, man. I mean, I'm I'm I've made I'm I'm kind of speechless. I'm kind of out of words now, which is good because I made my points. But uh, it's it's just it's crazy, man. It's it's so crazy when I think about it, and I actually sit down and I process. I mean, all of it, but when I process, you know, like specifically what I shared, you know, with you guys just now and kind of about the blemishes and the transgressions and just all that stuff. I'm like, man, I'm like, God loves me even in spite 
of my rebellion, even in spite of, you know, my heart that I heard a pastor once say, our hearts are just, you know, sin idol factories. You know, even in spite of my heart, that's just, you know, churning out idol after idol after idol. God is just waiting. He's always there. He's standing there, arms wide open, waiting for me to spend some time with him, waiting for me to come to him, and waiting for me to just say, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to just spend time with you, and I'm ready to build a relationship with you. And here are all my blemishes. Here are all my shortcomings. Here is, you know, here is the truckload upon truckload upon truckload of sin that is just littered throughout my life. And God just says, yeah. And you know, the greatest example of this, the greatest example of this, I actually shared this on my Instagram story a couple days ago. But the greatest example, we'll shut it down with this, is Peter. I mean, look look at Peter. You guys may hear one of my cats hacking in the background, so I apologize for that, but let's try to focus. <laughs> Look at Peter. And I don't know the story of Peter super well, but I know it reasonably well. And Jesus, P- Peter denied Jesus three times. Peter denied Jesus three times after saying to Jesus something to the effect of, I will never, I will never deny you. I will never forsake you. And yet, not too long after saying that, he basically, you know, denied Jesus three times. And then what did Jesus do? Jesus turned right around and he said, you're my guy. He said, I'm building the whole church on you. You are going to be the rock of this whole institution that is the church. That is going to be the most important institution in the world. You're my guy. You're number one. So get ready. That's crazy to me. Like when I think about that and I'm like, wow, it really puts in a context, you know, this whole thing. And, you know, God really is who he says he is. I mean, God really does what he says he'll do. And even in spite of our blemishes and our failures and our denial of him, he never leaves. And so that's just, that's crazy, man. I mean, you know, I hope you guys got something from that. Maybe, uh, you know, it caused you to maybe learn a little bit uh, from Priscilla, Priscilla Shower, definitely not me. But maybe you have a better understanding of the shepherd sheep, you know, relationship uh, that existed back in the day. Maybe now you have a better understanding of, you know, God or Jesus being the shepherd in our lives in present day. And uh, yeah, you know, like I said, if you yourself are a shepherd or you know a shepherd, man, hit me up because I want to know some more of the ins and the outs of how this profession worked or works. And because uh, I'm like super fascinated by this whole this whole shepherd business now. So that's it. We're going to shut it down. God bless you guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. If you wanted to take 10 seconds and hop on over to iTunes and leave me a rating, you can five-star it, you can one-star it, but you obviously should five-star it. Write me a review. Man, that would mean so much to me. I would be so appreciative. And uh, yeah, that's it. God bless you guys.